Hey, listeners, if you are thinking about divorce and concerned about your children, please go to my online parenting plan course. It will help you plan how you're going to parent through divorce and beyond. And I promise you, it will keep conflicts from erupting in the future while keeping you centered on your children. Check it out at lisakoski.com. There's certainly one or two of my exes who I, I thought I would marry if, you know, if it were possible, but then things change and you do grow and, and things alter in your life. And I think it's okay to have different partners at different times. I do think that we should start to normalize that idea. And yeah, I mean, now here in the UK, I don't know what the laws are there now, but now we have no fault divorce Mm -hmm. so that you can have a more amicable divorce where you don't have to cite a reason like somebody being unfaithful or or unreasonable or, you know, these terms that we have for sort of unreasonable behavior, which perhaps already sort of makes things combative and not sort of pleasant. Welcome to Doing Divorce Different. Join family law attorney turned mediator Lisa Kosky for candid conversations on how to alleviate the fear of divorce and how to heal through empowerment. Now your host, Lisa Kosky. Welcome listeners. I am here today with Rosie Wilby, who is joining us from across the pond. Rosie, you are in England, am I correct? I am. I'm in London. Yes. London. So that's exciting. We don't have a lot of people that visit us from other countries, but it's fun to have you. And the reason that Rosie is here, she's an author, she's a comedian, and she has a book out that I know she's going to talk a little bit more, but we always want to help our listeners feel better about a breakup or going through something difficult like divorce. And I think Rosie, in kind of maybe a comical way, is going to have some inspiring information for us. And so, Rosie, can you just give us a little background on on the name of your book and what made you write the book? What brought you here? (laughs) Yes. Well, it's lovely to meet you and talk to you about this more. My book is called The Breakup Monologues, The Unexpected Joy of Heartbreak. So it is based on a podcast that I've been recording around the UK at festivals, often live in front of an audience. And that is also called The Breakup Monologues. But when I started writing the book, I realized that my take on breakups is very much an optimistic one and full of hope because I do feel that breakups, although they are incredibly painful and really difficult and really challenging times, they do present an opportunity for reflection and growth, and they can be a catalyst for real positive change. We can find ourselves getting stuck when we're in our relationships because we're sort of Well, we're in that kind of coziness of commitment, but we're also really, really busy. There's a lot of work involved in being in a relationship, just the sort of domestic work of sharing tasks and so on, and either raising children or my wife and I, we've got pets, you know, our cat and our dog. And there's just a certain amount of work in caring for humans or animals or whatever your various uh, (laughs) commitments are. So I do think that a breakup sometimes and that time of being single can give us this 
this opportunity to really look at our own desires and wants and needs and priorities. And I've spoken to so many amazing women and men, actually, but particularly women on my podcast and then in the book who have gone on to incredible new adventures in the wake of a separation or a breakup. Maybe they've started that dream career that they never quite felt they had the headspace for, or maybe they were traveling, or maybe they started new friendships or new hobbies or new adventures. And so I think there's this incredible opportunity. And I actually started thinking about breakups many years ago, when I was dumped by email and I was working every night. <laughs> I know it's, it seems a bit rude, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I was working every night at that time as a stand-up comedian, something I still do a little bit, or, although not quite in, that's not my full-on career now because I'm busy as a writer and a journalist and a speaker and podcaster and doing quite a broad range of things. But at that point in my life, I was out on the stand-up circuit every night And so I joked at the time that I did feel much better about being dumped by email once I had corrected her spelling. (laughs) (laughs) I read that in your book. And I will say I haven't finished it. I got the audio version. And for us here in the States, it's so fun to just listen to your voice. So that's one. I mean, I love the audio version. I wish I could have finished it. But I just am getting into all the breakups. So what made you want to share what you've been through in a book. (laughs) Well, I do think that sharing your own story is the most powerful way of sharing your learnings. You know, you could write a dry nonfiction book with a lot of science and psychology about this is how the brain works when we fall in love and when we fall out of love and this is how heartbreak is a bit like withdrawing from a very addictive drug, you know, which it is. But perhaps the best way to show that, particularly as a creative, as a writer and a performer, is through my own experiences and my own story. But there is a lot of that real science and psychology in there because I'm very fascinated by all of that. And I have spoken to many, many academics and experts whose job it is to identify what's going on in the brain when we we fall in and out of love. So you will sort of find in the book that I actually go and take part in science experiments like a sex lab, (laughs) (laughs) which is quite fun. And so, yeah, but then I share an experience of how that applies to my own life and what my learning takeaways are from that and charts my journey of trying at last to stay in a relationship after many, many breakups (laughs) over the years. Well, would you mind, without giving away too much of what's in the book, kind of like what are the major lessons that you've learned through your breakups? (laughs) Well, I think most of us learn about ourselves. We learn what kind of partner we want to be and what kind of partner we're looking for. And there have been studies done where particularly young people who were surveyed after a breakup found that they had taken away many, many positives and most of those were in identifying what they didn't want and therefore what they did want in the future. So I think it's about that self-knowledge and being better equipped and better informed to make better choices and also my communication skills within relationships. And then I guess more broadly in my professional life as well have had to become better because I was terrible in relationships at communicating my needs and my boundaries. Mm -hmm. I know boundaries is something you talk about obviously a lot in in this sort of area and this work and this topic. And 
it wasn't something I had really thought about. And I'll tell you, <laughs> the experience that really made me think about boundaries and communication and issues like consent was I went to perform stand-up comedy at a sex party, <laughs> and <laughs> which is an interesting experience. Yes, and this was, sounds interesting. This was, <laughs> this was a few years ago when I was researching my first book, which was actually called Is Monogamy Dead? And that's also available as an audio book. So if you want to hear more of me, <laughs> there's that one too. And so I was just so interested in how on entering this space where people were potentially all going to be very intimate with one another, there was actually a sort of set of rules that we had to all agree to on entering that space so that it felt safe for everybody. And it was all about respecting other people's boundaries. And it does make you think about communicating your own boundaries and what the heck they are, you know, actually identifying those because I'd been so, so poor at that. I think before I started on this journey of researching relationships and the psychology of love for comedy shows initially, and now two books. Yeah. Okay. So identifying what your needs are, sounds like it's important as you're moving forward into a future relationship and then letting the person know, I think that's what I heard. Do you have any advice for my listeners who are, in the very beginning stages of breaking up, you know, what do you do? How do you handle it? How do you see it as a gift? Because sometimes when you're in the middle of that, it's really difficult. Do you have any words of wisdom? Well, yeah, I, I know it, it almost, it sounds very peculiar to think about a breakup as any kind of opportunity or gift when you're right in the thick of that very early stage in the early weeks after a breakup, you will be feeling like you're having very disrupted sleep, like your appetite is, is gone. You know, you, you will be so disrupted in so many ways and your routines will just feel completely alien. You will perhaps feel you know, out of your body in a sense. And I think that really reaching out to other people is so, so important. A lot of people broke up during the pandemic, of course, and it was hard yeah. to see friends for hugs, for physical contact. I mean, now, thankfully, let's hope that we are now fully out of that and we can go and meet one another and hug and cry on someone's shoulder and touch and, you know, connect and communicate what's happening and if, you know, we reach out to friends, we will undoubtedly find other people who have been in that same space and who will be able to offer hope that you'll come through it and, and right. come out of it because there is light at the end of the tunnel. So I think it's just so important to remember that you're you're definitely not alone. We can sometimes feel like we've had the worst heartbreak ever and no one else quite suffers quite like we do. But it, it's horrible for all of us. So, so do reach out to your community. And if you need to reach out to professional support, yeah. reach out to a therapist, that can be incredibly helpful as well, of course. Although sometimes, you know, it can be difficult to find the right therapist, you know, as I it know. is to find the right partner. So, you exactly. know, do talk to a few, you know, before perhaps you make a decision about who you're going to work with, but that might be an avenue that you you really want to pursue and you don't have to see a therapist forever I after my last breakout which was fairly amicable and conscious because I was starting to do some of this learning yeah. whilst in that relationship 
I saw a therapist for about um, maybe 10 sessions. So, you know, and that that was enough for me to feel like I'd done the work to to move forwards in a healthy way and then make a more positive relationship choice. And well, I'm now married to my wife. Wonderful. I think we're doing okay. <laughs> ah, good for you. Well, I've been married for 31 years. I think we're doing okay too. Yeah, but that's great. Right. 31 <laughs> years. Well, congrats. <laughs> Thank you. I know that's a long time. Okay. So what I heard you say is to, if you're in the thick of this, reach out to other people. And I think we've had other experts on this podcast and that is, I mean, that is what they're saying. We, we call it talk therapy with a therapist or a friend. And just that it's not someone that's you're going to spin out of control with. It's an understanding. So you've got to be, I mean, let me know how you feel about that, but you've got to be a little bit careful that it's not going to be someone that's going to suck you down the wrong hole. You want support, but you also don't want to have it explode. Does that make sense? Yes. I'm interested in what you mean by that exactly. Well, and I think it's more therapists that I've heard talk about this more because I am not a therapist. I'm a lawyer. But you know how you have certain friends that can look at things objectively and help you. And then you have friends that could spiral, that you could, they could be, oh, yeah, this is horrible. This is awful. And then you almost feel worse. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I do know what you mean. And, and also, I think the the really good friends won't be necessarily judgmental about your your ex, you know, because sometimes you hear stories of people breaking right. up for a time and then actually getting back together with that ex. But then, you know, there might have been a, a friend who has completely made them out to be the villain. And, yeah. you know, sometimes they are. But a lot of the times we find that, you know, both parties in a breakup or a divorce were responsible, were part of something not happening, you know, and also yeah. I think that we shouldn't beat ourselves up so much because sometimes growing apart is really healthy growth. Sometimes we just grow individually in good ways, but they, they we happen to have gone in slightly different directions and that's not a failing on our parts. We have this really toxic language, I think, these binaries of, of success and failure and yeah. somehow if we don't stay together we have failed whereas surely if we separate in a really healthy way that might be that might be really positive and and really mature you know rosie it's interesting that you're bringing that up because i have a business coach kind of a like a life and business coach and she she has me <laughs> working on thinking differently about mistakes and not letting, I'm, I'm becoming a woman who gets excited. Well, not really. I'm working to be there. But gets excited about the mistakes I make because I learn and I grow. And what you were saying, if you are in a bad relationship, you are given the opportunity to learn. If you assess it, you're given the opportunity to learn what you like, what you don't like. And I think you said to how you want to be in a relationship. Did you did I hear you say that too? Yeah, I think that's that's a really important learning how mm -hmm. how you want to be present and be yourself and be authentic. And sometimes for whatever reason in particular re relationships we might feel that is squashed or not heard or not seen or not understood. So 
We need to <laughs> investigate why that might be. Can you, oh, because I haven't finished the book, so I'm kind of reading about your breakups. How many breakups do you talk about in the book? I'm trying to think. There, there's, I sort of talk about having kind of five kind of key relationships. Yes. Y- yeah, so it's, a, it's about that kind of number. But, you know, so I, I kind of joke about, you know, because I'm a gay woman, I haven't always been able to get married. But if, you know, if I had been able to legally all along, maybe I'd be like a sort of Joan Collins kind of figure and I have about five <laughs> divorces, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to know it's hard to know for sure who knows yeah yeah and so you can't go back and change history there's certainly one or two of my exes who I I thought I would marry if you know if it were possible but then things change and you do grow and and things alter in your life and I think it's okay to have different partners at different times I do think that we should start to normalize that idea and yeah I mean now here in the UK. I don't know what the laws are there now, but now we have no fault divorce Mm -hmm. so that you can have a more amicable divorce where you don't have to cite a reason like somebody being unfaithful or or unreasonable or, you know, these terms that we have for sort of unreasonable behavior, which perhaps already sort of makes things combative and not sort of pleasant. Right. And that being said... That is so true. And I am so into having empathy for others and yourself. Like you said, don't be too hard on yourself. If something doesn't work out, we don't need to feel like big, huge failures. It didn't work out. And at the same time, know what you're getting into. Because when you enter in, in my state, into a marriage, it is a big deal. Mm. It's a legal commitment that you're bringing your finances together And so be prepared. You know, I think some people get so distressed on why does this divorce have to be so hard? Can't we just end it? And, you know, and it's a legal commitment. So you need to keep that in mind too, right? And kind of balance those. I don't know what the law is like there, but here it's not that easy. And you do like, even if one person makes more money, it's, you know, your assets are both of yours. Yeah, no, it, it's definitely difficult, but I suppose we shouldn't also feel that it's not possible. I think it it is a concern when many people feel financially trapped in their marriages. Yeah. I mean, we're actually recording this on what I believe is known as Divorce Day, certainly yes, here in the UK. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like the first day kind of back at work when all the yeah. psychotherapists, marriage therapists, divorce lawyers and so yeah. on, you're all back at work and <laughs> you're inundated with calls from people who've been having arguments over Christmas and thinking, you know what, I'm done. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, the, you know, you get consults that come in Christmas Day of people <laughs> wanting to, you know, to talk about it. I want to address too that, you know, I was saying that it's hard. And then the flip side of that is, you also don't want people to feel trapped. You don't want someone to feel trapped because they don't feel like they can afford to get divorced. And I think that's where when you go to a professional, and there's probably people in your country that do this too, but if you come to me, we bring clarity by going through your finances and really coming up with a plan on how you're going to survive. So, And I work together with clients when they divorce. I, we don't fight it out in court which I love. I think that's the only way to do it. 
so I just wanted to say that, you know what I mean? That there's two yeah. sides of what I was saying about how it's hard. And yet if it needs to be done, then it needs to be done. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you. Hey, I just wanted to pop in here quick before this whole thing winds down. And I want to tell you about my parenting plan online course. It is for you if you are terrified that divorce is going to ruin your children. I'm here to assure you that you can co-parent really well together. And I have an online course that is going to walk you through a parenting plan. You will have a piece of your divorce done. If you want to work with a mediator, you can bring the paperwork in and that portion is complete. It's easy, affordable, quick, and effective. And it will be part of your divorce paperwork if you'd like it to, or you can just use it to co-parent well with another parent. It goes over all the things that you may not be thinking of when you're in the midst of an emotional time like divorce. So please go to lisakoski.com, check on my online courses, and sign up for the Parenting Plan course now because when parents work together, they can mitigate the damages caused by divorce to their children. Well, okay, so Rosie, we're going to have like all your information in the show notes, but we're kind of getting close. This has gone quickly. So <laughs> I want to hear how people can get a hold of you. And then, <laughs> so then I want to get just a little piece of advice from you. Maybe one thing that my listeners, you know, can do today to, for a better life. So start out with how can people find you, get a hold of you, get your book. Oh, yes. Well, they can find me on all social media platforms. I'm at Rosie Wilby on Twitter. I'm at Breakup Monologues on Instagram, which is the title of my book and podcast. And I'm also available on LinkedIn. I'm at Rosie Wilby Author on TikTok. Um, Ooh, you're doing TikTok. I, I got to check start, that out. <laughs> I just started TikTok. I haven't quite decided if I'm really going to go for it on there, but I put a few videos up and I had a few likes and a few followers. So, I, yeah, I'm, I'm going to see how that goes. So, if you're on there, do get in touch. But yes, mainly it's been Twitter and Instagram so far. And my book, The Breakup Monologues The Unexpected Joy of Heartbreak, is available from all good bookshops. So, you should be able to find it online or at your local indie bookstore. You should be able to order it. Wonderful. Okay. So, now for that one, for the saddle up segment, that one little tip or it can be two or whatever, but little piece of advice for the listeners who are maybe going through something scary like a divorce or a big breakup. What's one little thing that you can tell them to do right now that could help? I think that moving your body and exercise and physical activity. I personally, I love swimming. And <laughs> like many people, it's been a bit of a craze here in the UK. I love swimming outdoors, swimming in the sea, but it can be a bit chilly. But I do think that really connects you with your body, with the world. And I feel most at peace when I'm swimming, particularly in the sea. There's a place 
on the coast here called Margate, which is not so far from London. It's only about um, an hour and a quarter's drive from where we live in South London. And it's a beautiful beach there. And so I, I love swimming in the sea. And I would say that it's such a mindful way to sort of swim up and down and, and get your thoughts clear. I totally agree. And I, I love that answer. And that wasn't, that was one I didn't expect. So, because we haven't even talked about that, but so important. Take care of yourself, move your body. I just have to ask you, do you know Tosh, the divorce goddess? Because she swims in the sea and she lives in, I don't know if she lives in London. Have you, have you ever followed her? Yes, I know Tosh. And we had a conversation just recently on her podcast, actually. And I know she's not too far from London. So yes, I, I hope to meet her face to face one day. Y'all, you have to. She's amazing too, just as you are. So Rosie, thank you for taking the time at this late hour in your country <laughs> for joining <laughs> us. And listeners, check out her book. I can't wait to finish it. And I, I'll check out the other one too. But just to to have some hope and learn through your breakups, I, I love that. So Rosie, thank you so much for joining us on Doing Divorce Different. Thank you. Before I go, I just want to let you know some exciting news. In addition to my online parenting plan course, I now have the Minnesota Divorce Paperwork course. This course is going to hold your hand through the mediation process and the Minnesota Divorce Paperwork. It's easy, effective, comprehensive. You will have what you need to file for divorce with this course. Check it out at lisakoski.com. Thank you for listening to the Doing Divorce Different podcast. Connect with us at lisakoski.com and sign up for our newsletter.